Welcome to the CX Fanatics podcast, the show that helps DTC businesses increase revenue, referrals, and retention through exceptional customer experience. Tune in weekly for interviews, insights, and inspiration that will catapult not only your profits, but your growth. I'm your host, Elisa Connor. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's show. I am so excited you're here. This is the week of Thanksgiving. So what better time to think about a subscription all for your business than when we're so close to the holidays and Black Friday? This is a great opportunity for you to think outside the box when it comes to your holiday promotions, if you haven't already planned those. And if you have, this might give you a new perspective on different ways to approach and promote the things that you already have planned. So let's dive into why we're here. The three reasons why every single business model, and I 100% believe this, should have a subscription model. And if your business doesn't have one, then guess what? It should. And this may um, inspire you to either get going on that before the end of the year or at the beginning of next year. So let's dive into what those reasons are. When you're looking at a business, and specifically your business, if you're in the direct-to-consumer space, you may be going, I have no idea how to create a subscription model for what I do. So if that's you, I would love to hear from you, um, either in the comments below or over on social media, because I would love the opportunity to talk you through a way um, for you to create a subscription model, because I truly do believe every business should have one. So let's dive in. What's the number one reason for creating a subscription model and why most businesses create a subscription model. And if you aren't sure of what a subscription model is, maybe we should start there. Um, A subscription model is when a customer comes and signs up for a monthly recurring fee, whether it's a product or, and it's usually monthly. And most people are familiar with subscription models by this time, but in case you're not, just a quick review, it's things like Netflix, things like oh, Amazon Prime is usually a yearly subscription. Um, there's lots of streaming services that are subscriptions, but there's also products. So like you might have heard of uh, HelloFresh or one of the, I'm trying to think, there's a new one that is always advertising on TV, um, Travana or something. It's like a meal subscription, but so there's all kinds of subscriptions out there. And so if you it is a very popular met- method and mechanism for the reasons we're just about to dive into. So the first one is is that it creates very predictable revenue. You're not always having to go out and get new clients that you sell to and then go find more new clients, sell to them and go find new clients and sell to them. And that becomes a very repetitive, expensive, and time-consuming process. So when you create a subscription model, you actually have the ability to have revenue on demand. And it, when done right, Um, you have consistent revenue and you can create the opportunity for the people in your subscription model to become brand advocates and your referral partners. So a lot of times where I see things go astray with subscription models is that the um, forethought is all in the planning of what's going to be included in the model. And then there's no forethought for what happens after people are within the model. And that's what causes attrition. And it also causes churn in your subscription model, which means people are dropping out and you're always having to find new people to sign up. So when you have a subscription model, you have the ability to serve your client, not only when they come in um, as a new client, but you also have 
the ability to serve them throughout their customer journey. And this um, helps you in so many different ways that we're going to talk about. But the first one is that with that predictable revenue, you have the ability to know how much money you have coming in every month and then how much you know you're going to require to keep the business going and whether or not you want to invest in new products or new services or things like that. And before you do that, you now have a captive audience that is your um, subscription, your subscriber base that you can go and um, float ideas out to and get perspectives and feedback and things like that from the people that have already bought from you. Because you may have this great idea that, hey, we should launch this, but you have no research on that or you have no one that's really demanding that service or product. So you put a bunch of money into research and development and marketing and sales and all these different things just to put a product out there that is going nowhere. And so um, the businesses that have subscription models and subscribers have a captive audience that they can go and say, hey, we're thinking about this. What are your thoughts about it? Or we've had a lot of people mention this in the current you know, model. What do you think about this? So for example, if you had, um, and I'm not saying HelloFresh is going to do this, but if you had a HelloFresh subscription, you may um, want to have a certain cookware to use with that um, that monthly or weekly delivery. There may be certain things that you're like, oh, I wish you know I had this pot or this um, whisk or whatever to make it because it would be so much easier. So for example, a nonstick pan that you, you just um, had a hand-me-down or one that's 20 years old or whatever. And you're like, oh, I really wish I had one and I don't know which one to buy. And kind of overwhelming and I don't want to go shopping. And so if they came back and said, hey, we have a, a possible um, partnership that we're considering with this company who creates these pans. And these are the, you know, most common foods that we would cook that, you know, from our, from your subscription plan that you would cook in this pan, would you be at all interested in a reduced price for this pan set if we partner with those people? And you can, they would come back and say, Yes, no, maybe, whatever. And then you would know whether or not that would be a good partnership to get into. So shout out to HelloFresh. <laughs> That's something that you want to do. Or you, I don't belong to HelloFresh, but um, I would just assume that they would want to promote the full picture to go with their subscription services. I know they have some other um, benefits to their uh, membership, but I don't think cookware is one of them at the moment. So anyway, that predictable um, revenue is not only the one-time investment that people might make for, say, we'll just use HelloFresh again, for investing in the meal delivery piece of it. It could be additional revenue that you get from those um, same customers, you know, depending on future products and offers and things like that. The revenue becomes much more predictable, which makes it much easier for you to then make business decisions about where you want to go in the future. And I just used HelloFresh because it's a very um, well-known brand. But if we were looking at another brand, for example, I work with a lot of coaches and consultants. And so they may be thinking, or if you're in that industry, you may be thinking, you know, how do I create a subscription offer for my product, for my services. And one of the best things you can do is to create a membership that coincides with 
your services so that you can bring in um, similar businesses, or you can have um, an off an online learning portal for people to go through things on their own as they're working with you, um, all of those sorts of things. So it could be in the form of a digital course, it could be in the form of a digital mat or a um, in-person coaching or mastermind. And just getting people um, a lot of times with coaching or with training, um, people need additional support. And specifically, they need assistance in taking action. And so you could look at how that could play into your business model and how um, you could create a subscription model that keeps people engaged and also moving forward and and, uh, making progress. Because when they make progress in your, um, your program, then they're going to see results. And so that creates more enthusiasm and also excitement for who you are, what you do, and they want to share that with other people. So there are many, many different ways to uh, create a subscription model for every kind of business. But one of the best um, benefits of that is to have that revenue that you can count on every single month that's going to show up. Um, And does that mean, let me just stop right there. Does that mean you can just set it and forget it? No, absolutely not. You definitely have to nurture those people and stay um, front and center with them so that they remain happy customers and you can continue to see what's going on. So we're going to have some future episodes about attrition. So I'm not going to dive into that today. Um, But that predictable revenue is definitely one of the reasons to create a subscription model. Um, So the other piece of that is that, uh, and I kind of alluded to this, the second reason is that it becomes a much lower um, acquisition cost for um, getting clients. And that is because you not only have these clients that you can resell products and services to that you you might launch or that are um, partnerships or associated products and services. So like if you had a coaching business, I have a, um, a client who has a coaching business and it's focused on people who are making career changes. And so she has like one level where they can work on attaining a new position, a new um, higher level position. But then oftentimes they get into that position and they don't have necessarily the skill set to perform well or excel in that position. So then she has another um option for those people that they can purchase a different um, coaching package that will help them get ready and thrive in that position. And then she also has one that um, is more focused on building the right team around you and um, building up the team that you either inherit or hire. Um, And so there's different options that ensure that that client sticks with her throughout the entire lifetime um, of their journey. And so when you look at that for your own business, you may think, okay, well, right now I handle this one part and then I send them somewhere else. So let's take, for example, um, marketing. A lot of times people will focus on one component of marketing and then they either outsource or shift people to another contractor for different parts. So for example, a lot of times people will come to me and they'll want messaging and they'll want 
um, a website built, but then they don't have any kind of lead generation campaign going, um, or they'll outsource to somebody else for ads, or they'll outsource to somebody else for social media. And so a good business model, a good subscription model would encompass all of those components. And even if I'm not the expert in all of those different things. I can bring in those power partners and make them part of that subscription model so that the people that I work with have access to all of those components um, within that model. Now, one of the things that will probably come up is, you know, what do I charge for my subscription model? And um, the honest answer around that is it depends. It depends on your audience, it depends on the level of um, the the price level and the investment of what it costs to work with you in any capacity. It also depends on how many people are going to be um, involved in that subscription. And so, um, and then it also depends on value. Like that's a big, a huge factor is like, what's the value for what they're paying? And so, it's really hard for me to answer that without having more specifics, but um, those are things to consider when you're creating your subscription model. So let's get back on track. How do you decrease your client acquisition? Well, number one is you have people that are continuing to purchase from you and you're not having to go out and get new leads all the time because you're moving people through the entire life cycle and they continue working with you. But the other piece of that is that as they continue to move through the life cycle, life cycle and you create trust with them and you start building some authority with them and they're seeing results with you, they are naturally going to be your marketing committee because when people have a really good experience, they're going to share it with others. And when they share it with others, that means you don't have to go out and find new people because they're going to refer people. And so it's much less expensive long-term to one, keep people in your funnel um, as long as possible because you're not having to go out and, you know, create more marketing campaigns, run ads, get, you know, more people through the door, onboard them, all of those things. But also um, the even better benefit is that those happy customers then become your marketing team and you don't have to pay for all of those things that we just went through to get more people in the door. So that's number two is lower um, client acquisition. And then um, that leads us right into creating more brand loyalty and advocacy. And I kind of alluded to that, but it becomes even more so, um, especially in our digital world, that you're going to create um, those raving fans for your brand when you continue to serve people and you, especially when you have them on a repeat cycle where they're coming in for one thing and then you're like, oh, well, you're probably going to run into this problem. And guess what? We can help you with that too. Okay. Let's look at a um, maybe unfamiliar industry for a lot of people. And that is the papercraft industry. So the papercraft industry excels at creating not only brand loyalty and advocacy with their products, but they are excellent at keeping people in their cycle. And so they don't necessarily, some of them have subscription models, but um, they it's interesting to see, because I've been involved in that as a consumer for quite some time. And it's interesting to see how many of those um, companies now do have monthly subscription models, but they could do more with it. So um, for example, 
you have a lot of the big players in the industry, like Spellbinders is one of the companies um, that has a subscription model. And they have not only one, but now they have multiple subscription models. And they're, they come in um, the form of a monthly kit. So if you're not familiar with paper crafting, there usually are different uh, accoutrements to create cards or scrapbook pages or all of those different things, handmade. And so not only do they have a subscription model, but then they have brand ambassadors that go out and showcase these new products every month. And then they pay them, of course, an affiliate link or an affiliate commission to promote the brand on every sale that comes through. But also um, they've aligned themselves with their consumers to watch trends, to meet um, different demands for different holidays and different seasons and um, different things that are going on in the industry. And so everybody that I know that is in that card making space has different um, style and they they some people will levitate towards particular particular brands and some people like multiple brands and some people like all the brands they do a really good job of not only promoting the new things that are going on but building relationships and rapport not only with the company and their customers but also their brand ambassadors the brand ambassadors audiences and then turning those people also into customers and um advocates so the one company that I currently um, am thinking of that does not have a subscription model, but could probably use one is Gina K Designs. Now she has so many fans just based on her social media um, presence. She's not only, I mean, she's on Facebook, she's on Instagram, she's on TikTok, she's, she's everywhere. And she does a really great job of educating and giving and paying forward but it's paid off in mass because she now has products that she'll be introducing and she, you know, she is kind of doing a little bit of guesswork and um, doesn't really have uh, the predictability and such for new products down to a uh, science yet. But for example, she just came out with a new foil machine and I think she said she ordered 60,000 units and they sold out in two hours, two hours. And so she's got a great potential and opportunity to take the following she's created, this mass following from social media and from her email list and all those different things and <clears throat> put out some feelers to create not only a subscription model, but to pre-guess some of the new offers that she's putting out there, but she also does a really great job of listening to her audience and hearing things that they're struggling with. So for example, this foil machine is something that people had always mentioned. They're like, oh, it doesn't come out very good, or I'm not getting as great of a um, impression as I would like, you know, half of it is missing. And so, and so she took all of that into consideration. But when it came to sell that foil machine, I don't think she quite um, managed the demand with the actual numbers of people that purchase. So now you've got people that are kind of in the opposite 
um, extreme that are like, they're kind of mad because they didn't get one right away or they sold out too fast or whatever. And so she's really good about ordering, but you know, it takes time because there's actually manufacturing and things like that. But if this was a subscription model, you could actually have people join, they could come and they could um, be a part of a community where she did special classes or she invited um, particular designers in, or they got to um, be the test subjects or the testers for different product ideas before they released to the public. And so that would be a great subscription model that she could create. And she would probably go gangbusters with that. But what she's really, really great at is building brand loyalty and an, um, have pe- having people advocate for her business without her even being involved. Now, did it happen overnight? Absolutely not. But the people that purchase from her and the people that um, our clients are so fanatical about her and her products. And a lot of that is her personality and um, how she shows up. But I think that she could definitely utilize a subscription model to better, not only better serve those people, but better serve her business um, and not necessarily monopolize, but to, to utilize the people that are already fans to become part of her subscription services. And so that could be in, in the shape of kits or however she decided to set that up. But she could definitely take that loyalty and advocacy and package it in a way that people would sign up for and probably make her life a whole lot easier. So when you have a subscription model, you know, people become part of that club. And when they're part of that club, they're part of, I don't want to say the in crowd, but sort of, they become part of the in crowd. And so they naturally collaborate and talk and communicate. And they not only build relationships within the um, the membership or the subscription service, but they also then bring other members in. And I think that a lot of people struggle with that outside of a subscription model. Not everyone can be Gina K. Um, but uh, this would be an opportunity to do that in a more organic and um, fruitful way, because you're not only building a community, but you're building a private community that becomes sort of illustrious. I'm trying to think of the word. It becomes, you know, part of something that everybody wants to be, be uh, engaged with. So that is number three, is you can easily become, uh, create more brand loyalty and advocacy and create a, um, an experience that people not only enjoy being a part of, but are happy to promote and share with others. And then it becomes almost like an elite circle. And so then other people want to get in, they want to be part of it. Well, you can totally do that, but you have to pay to, you have to pay to play. So um, that is number three. Number four is lifetime value increases. And so obviously a lot of the things that we've talked about um, should lead you to this conclusion is that when you have a subscription model, and you encourage people to continue to be a part of your community and be part of your organization, they continue to pay. And so then that becomes so much easier for you to keep them moving through different services or keep them engaged in the community for a longer period of time. And the longer that they are a subscriber in your um, 
service or your program or whatever it is you create for your subscription model, as long as they're in that model, they are continuing to drive revenue for your business. And that makes it so much easier for you to tally up, you know, the the value of a customer versus the value of what it costs to bring that customer in. If the, the lifetime value is much higher, it becomes much easier for you to start spending money on advertising and on marketing campaigns and things like that. Because you know exactly if I spend $10 on, you know, or even $100 bringing this person in, but their lifetime customer value is five, six, seven, $8,000. That's a no brainer. You're going to spend $100 all day long to get an $8,000 customer. And so when you're looking at it, from the perspective of how long can this customer be a part of our organization, it makes it much easier for you to um, think about inventory, think about um, marketing and sales activities, think about the number of people in your team, think about um, how much you can grow and how you want to grow and where you want to grow. Um, you can better predict and forecast your um, production and things like that. So definitely focusing on a subscription model empowers you and gives you the footing to create a higher lifetime value. Because once people are in there, if you're taking care of them and you're nurturing them and you're moving them through different products and services, they become the raving fans. I mean, all four of these things are connected. And so when you um, have that model and you are I'm not, I'm going to emphasize this again, and you're taking care of your people, because this is where the ball gets dropped. Um, It becomes very uh, lucrative, not only relationship wise and um, promotion wise, but also financially. And so um, it also, another hidden benefit here is when you have subscribers in there, you get to know your people really well. And that's jumping back to Gina K. Like Gina knows her people very, very well. Um, she knows who tunes in. She knows what they want. She knows what they like, what they don't like. And her style isn't for everyone, but she has nailed like knowing who her people are and how to talk to them and what they're craving and what they want to learn and all of those things so that she can really hone in on her target market and give them a new foil machine because that's what they want or a kit that is perfect for Christmas or um, I'm trying to think of recent things, new ink that is going to come out and fill the gaps from some of the things that she previously offered that people had been asking for. So when you have all of that information at your fingertips and you have people that are uh, not only engaged and aware of who you are, it becomes much easier to not only keep them going, you know, through the purchasing cycle, but have them anticipating what's coming next. And that's what you can do with your subscription model as well. So there you have it. That's this week's episode. If um, you are listening to this the week of Thanksgiving, I want to take a minute and wish you a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. I am grateful for you for tuning in every week and also am so excited to be bringing you some new episodes, including some um, guest episodes where I'm going to have some guests that I'm going to interview. Probably guests are not going to show up until the beginning of January because it's getting hard to get on people's calendars. People are busy. It's the holiday season. So 
Anyway, that's what we have for this week. Just a quick recap on those four reasons to create a subscription model for your business if you don't have one already. Predictable revenue, um, lower uh, cost to get new clients, increasing brand loyalty and advocacy so that people are out there talking about you and your brand, and the lifetime value for your customers becomes much, much higher. So that's it for me this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. I can't wait to see you next week. In the meantime, be well, take care, and happy Thanksgiving. Did you miss something in the show today? Didn't have time to take notes listening on the go? No worry, I've taken notes for you. You can head on over to dtcgrowthclub.com forward slash podcast, and there will be links and a description to today's episode. In the meantime, take care, stay well, and I'll see you soon.